0: I talk to people, and I when you talk to them, initially off the bat, oh, that Trump. And then you start to ask questions, and you find out people aren't really informed about what Trump is about, what he's doing. You realize they don't really know. These people are absolutely uninformed.
1: Despite the controversial things he says and does, and despite Canada's conflict with the United States on trade, there are some Canadians... Who are die hard supporters of President Donald Trump? I'm Nikki Reitmeier, and this is why. This show is a podcast and a national radio show too, so you've probably assumed that I work at a Canadian radio station, and I do. I'm at CKNW in Vancouver. And we get lots of calls from Canadian Trump supporters on our talk shows. To find out if it was the same across the whole country, I spoke to Tasha Carradine. She's a radio show host on CFMJ 640 Toronto. So, Tasha, have you heard from any Trump supporters yet today?
2: (laughs) I actually haven't got on the air yet. I'm sure I'll have some call in. Um, I've got to say, though, the number of supporters has declined over time since Trump's election. Really? Um, Yeah, it has. And um, I, I actually spoke to my producer earlier and I said, do you think it's because she screens the calls? I said, do you think it's because... People aren't listening to us anymore because I am not pro-Trump. Or is it that people have changed their minds? And um, she thinks it's probably actually the latter. People have changed their minds a little bit. Though I do get still... I get more emails actually than calls at this point of people who will simply say, you know, that either that I am biased against him or that he's a great guy and they'll give their reasons for that.
1: You know, it's funny because I wonder... And I've always sort of speculated that at this point in time, you know, we've gone this far down the rabbit hole of Trump's presidency, that Trump supporters would have become hard and set in their ways. You know, if they didn't back down two months ago, they're not going to back down now. If they didn't back down six months ago, they're sure as heck not going to back down now. That was always sort of my impression.
2: Yeah, I think they're more invested in the United States, I've got to say, because they're actually, he impacts their politics directly. I think in Canada, we can take a slightly more objective view, because while he impacts us, uh, we don't have a stake in his re-election. He is not actually advocating for a policy that could could affect us personally. Uh, I think that in Ontario, what I've seen, there's a correlation between Ford supporters and Trump supporters, and um Supporters who support Trump, inevitably they support Doug Ford uh supporters of doug ford don't all support donald trump though and i think that the parallels there um come on one big piece which is the uh, anti-political correctness that is sort of speaking your mind being a plain talker that is something that trump supporters who are still supporters support to this day because that hasn't changed i mean if you like the way he expresses himself if you like the way the fact that he's unvarnished unfiltered then that is something that you will probably still like about him of course we don't like what's coming through the filter then you may be turned off. So I think that is really what's happening is people who who just, you know, they look at the, the, the persona as opposed to actually what he is doing and they still say, hey, that's my kind of guy.
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. People seem to care more about the way he's saying things as opposed to what he's actually saying.
2: Yeah, and I have to think, um, especially when it comes to women supporters, and there are female supporters who called in, there are female supporters who email me as well, Because so much of what he has done and said, I mean, is really misogynistic.
3: The look obviously matters. Like, you wouldn't have your job if you weren't beautiful. I don't want to sound too much like a chauvinist, but when I come home and dinner's not ready, I go through the roof, okay? And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. (laughs) Whatever you want. Uh, Grab him by the... (laughs) I can do anything. Right? You're a powerful man. Right. I want to sleep with you. What you could also say is the owner of the pageant, it's your obligation to do that a person who's flat-chested is very hard to be a ten. believe me she would not be my first choice that i can tell you putting a wife to work is a very dangerous thing dropped to your knees yes and must was be a right. pretty picture you dropped john to your and knees. dennis you know you could see there was blood coming out of her eyes uh, blood coming out of her wherever nobody has more respect for women than i do nobody
2: yet he has a lot of female supporters and you see you know rallies like the one he was just at in the u.s in the south he has a massive following even among women um despite the fact that what he the way he treats them and what he says is you know really anti-woman in so many ways so i think that people are looking past you know how how what is he actually talking about to the fact he doesn't shy away from talking about things that are unpopular and that that populist vein, I think, is what he continues to mine to this day.
1: So why is it, do you think, in, in your professional opinion, and, and God knows you've heard enough from Trump supporters, <laughs> why is it, do you think, that there is a group of Canadians who, across this whole country, no matter which province they come from, support Donald Trump?
2: I think that the political correctness piece, like I outlined, is one big piece of it. I think another is his stance on immigration. And this is an issue that uh, is caught fire in Canada because we are facing, um, actually, the fallout, I think, of his policies. Because people are crossing our border. Um, they are doing so illegally they're coming to this country claiming asylum um, and most of them are being rejected the claims are not being uh, accepted because they are not actually refugees they're people seeking a better life or they're even people seeking to escape the united states crazy as that sounds it used to be the other way people you know might end up in canada because they couldn't get uh, their application approved in the u.s that might have been their first choice for economic opportunity now people are leaving in fact Some of the people actually were U.S. citizens who were trying to get into this country. So Canada's become more uh, sensitive on the issue of immigration. Donald Trump speaks about that. He speaks about that a lot. In fact, that is one of the main planks of his election campaign. It was the wall and uh, the treatment of illegal immigrants. And despite the way he has dealt with the families and the splitting up of the families and the hard-heartedness of that, I think there are people in our own country who look at that and say, hey, I'd like someone to behave that way towards Our immigrants, Uh, I'd like someone to take a harder stand, you know, maybe not go that far, but someone who would take a stand, Justin Trudeau's not taking that stand. And consequently, they like that piece of his rhetoric. So that is another piece, I think, that I hear anyway from people as to why they still like or they like Donald Trump.
1: When you hear from people, what do you hear? And I maybe mean a little bit of what the content of those messages are. But I also mean, how do they speak to you? Because, There's this perception that Trump supporters can be very uh, crass or offensive, most definitely passionate, (laughs) but often they fall into this category of Internet troll.
2: It it runs the gamut. There is definitely the internet troll type persona. I know you're talking about um, those mostly get, I think, filtered out before they get to me. Again, I was speaking to my producer earlier because she screens the calls and, you know, uh, she says that if they're too uh, out there in terms of the way they express themselves, profanity, obviously that would be out. But just that sort of aggressive tone, that's not the tone of my show. Um, I like more. You know, respectful conversation. And so if they're not respectful, then they don't get on the air. But I've also had people who are very articulate. I know personally people who are extremely smart, extremely intelligent, and educated, and they also support Donald Trump. I don't get this personally, but yeah, the typical listener who will call in, I would say, who likes Donald Trump, um, is very passionate, is uh we'll talk about the fact that uh you know no one can buy him, no one can push him around. That's a big one. Uh he says what he thinks. Um, you know, we need someone like that in this country on certain issues like immigration. We need someone to lower taxes in this country too. That's another piece people have talked. That is maybe on the more uh I would say that's educated but Um, that's a different type of Trump supporter who will call in and say he's good for business. So it, it does run the gamut, but generally speaking, the passion is there. People who support him really support him, and maybe it's because they have to defend him in conversation that they are that way, because a lot of people, as we know in Canada, don't.
1: Look, there's no one better to talk to about Canada's Trump supporters than a Canadian Trump supporter. So the team behind this podcast posted on Twitter that we were looking to speak with Trump fans in Canada. And we heard back right away from John, Clive, Jason, and Jason. Hello? Hi, is this Jason? It's Nikki calling from uh, This Is Why the Podcast. Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing?
4: I'm great. Good, good, good. Is now a good time to chat? Hello? Hi,
1: is this John? Yes, it is. Hi, it's Nikki calling. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good, Nikki. Hello, i here. Hey, Clive, it's Nikki calling. How are you?
4: Oh, good. Hello?
1: Hi, is this Jason? Yeah, speaking. Hi, it's Nikki calling from the This Is Why podcast.
5: Yeah. Uh, I'm not quite sure where to start. I think Trump supporter has some negative connotations I'm not thrilled about, but...
1: Well, what are those negative connotations that go along with being a, a Trump supporter?
5: The name Donald Trump in this day and age is kind of synonymous with the worst qualities we have going on, racism, sexism, bigotry, things like that.
4: A lot of people seem to make a lot of generalizations about racism and misogynistic, this and that and the other, and all sorts of labels. I think that's a big mistake. Um, I'm a black guy, and so I think I have a pretty good
0: perspective to say that I don't believe the rhetoric that the news says that he's racist, because I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to see one thing that this guy has done that is racist,
3: and I haven't seen
0: one yet.
5: President Trump tweeted, sadly, because President Obama has done such a poor job as president, you won't see another black president for generations.
3: When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. And some, I assume, are good people.
1: Coming up later in this episode.
4: For me, I definitely separate Trump, the man, or the previous entertainer or whatever he has done in previous jobs in life. From his role now, he was elected to be president of the United States. And so far, since he's been in that job, his track record is pretty amazing.
1: You're listening to This Is Why, a national radio show and podcast. Subscribe online for free on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. In the first part of this episode, we spoke with radio show host Tasha Carradine, and we began speaking to Canadian Trump supporters. So let's pick that conversation back up again, starting with how they first took an interest in Donald Trump. Trump started running as a candidate for president for the 2016 election. What was your perspective going into that election? I was
5: like most Canadians. Um, I thought Hillary Clinton was the most reasonable candidate, and and Trump was a bit of a sideshow that, you know, wasn't I wasn't taking very seriously.
1: Then what changed for you? How did you go from being a Hillary supporter to a Donald Trump fan? Well, I think the
5: reality was I wasn't uh, very political a couple of years ago, and that election really kind of woke me up and I started doing some of my own research and not necessarily taking headlines at, at face value and seeing both the left and right part of the conversation.
0: When he declared his candidacy and started speaking about what he was about um, what he wanted to do for Americans and black people, white people.
4: To me, he I felt that he was a candidate who was not inside the establishment. He's not a career politician. He's an outsider.
5: Uh, I don't know. Just uh, It was just different. You know, people are just looking for something different, right?
0: I thought, man, finally someone who's not just speaking politically correct. I found it so refreshing, so refreshing that he would say things that uh, who's polished politician would not say
3: I think the big problem this country has is being politically correct
2: one of the things people love about you is you speak your mind and you don't use a politician's filter however that is not without its downsides in particular when it comes to women you've called women you don't like fat pigs dogs slobs and disgusting they
3: animals. say, I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible. Is there anything that Trump
1: says that, that you find offensive or that you say, whoa, that's not
0: right?
4: Yeah, in all honesty, I occasionally feel that he could dial it down a little bit.
0: Well, obviously, there's some things that he's done person that I wouldn't approve of. And I, if I was speaking to him, I'd say, come on, Trump, you can't do that or you can't. But but a lot of other politicians out I, I,
5: I see him as, in, in. there's two people. There's Donald Trump, the businessman, and there's president of the United States.
4: Yep, absolutely. I can definitely say that that's true. For me, I definitely separate Trump, the man, or the previous entertainer or whatever he has done in previous jobs in life from his ro- role now. He was elected to be president of the United States. And so far, since he's been in that job, his track record is pretty amazing for what he's accomplished.
1: According to a CBS News Nation tracker poll out Sunday, nearly two in three Americans think the nation's economy is in good shape and many credit President Trump. 35% think the president's policies are responsible for the economy's current state. Aside
4: from the occasional unpolished remark, things that he says that are a lot of people would consider a bit ridiculous or offensive you know he's not a polished politician put it that way but i don't think people hired him to do that people hired him to make things happen and he is
5: with my military background uh, i learned wherever we go around the world we learn to respect the, the government like him or hate them you still have to deal with them you have to have to understand them in order to do business donald trump the businessman yeah there's some things i say yeah, i don't feel comfortable with but as, as the president and at the global level I think he's he's contributing a lot at the global scale.
1: Could he ever say something so offensive that you stopped supporting him?
4: Yeah, possibly. I mean, yeah, I, I suppose there's theoretically something he could say that would be so vile that I would potentially not like him anymore, I suppose. Uh, I, I don't know at this time. No, no.
1: One thing I'd really like to know about Trump supporters is how do you balance conflicts that arise between our two countries?
3: I'm going to tell our NAFTA partners that I intend to immediately renegotiate the terms of that agreement. We believe there is a win-win-win out there.
0: The president tweeted this last night. Fair trade is now to be called full trade if it's not reciprocal. Unleashing tirades on Prime Minister Trudeau, blaming him not only for a looming trade war, but for starting this very public fight with the president. We're
5: polite, we're reasonable, but we also will not be pushed around.
3: And we'll see what happens with Canada. If they come along, good. They have to, they have to be fair.
5: And we'll uh, do the work needed and try and get there as uh, as quick as we can. But we're going to make sure that we're uh, doing what is necessary to get the right deal for Canadians.
3: I'm thrilled to speak to the American people to share truly historic news on a brand new deal with an incredible new U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement called U.S. MCA. It sort of just works. MCA.
1: What happens when the two countries come to blows? Uh, You're you're a Canadian, but there's times when Trump is in opposition to what is seemingly best for Canada's interests. And I'm thinking of stuff like NAFTA and what has recently been agreed to under the new uh, USMCA concerning dairy farmers. When there's times that Canadian interests are in juxtaposition to American interests, who do you side with then?
5: That's that's a really interesting question, and it kind of needs to be looked at carefully. Well, obviously
0: I want it to be good for Canadians, right? You, you want it to be good.
5: Um, I only know a little about the new agreement. It seems like our, our dairy industry has lost some.
0: But I think from the American perspective, they've been, it's been so unfair because they're big and, and rich that, hey, Trump is standing up for his country and Canada should stand up for theirs.
5: Yeah, I mean, we're, we're always gonna be the little brother here in North America.
1: Have you found that your support for Trump has affected any of your personal relationships?
0: Oh, absolutely.
5: It's, uh, it's caught some interesting arguments with some of my friends, that's for sure.
0: Uh, absolutely. I mean, uh, I talk to people and I when you talk to them initially off the bat, oh, that Trump. And then you start to ask questions and you find out people aren't really informed about what Trump is about, what he's doing, why he's doing this. And then you talk to them more, and you ask them questions. You realize they don't really know. They just heard it. They've just heard this, or they've just heard that. Honestly, the most I, I can go out and I can talk to people about Trump, and then and I ask them why. And you just have to go past the third or fourth or fifth sentence in the discussion with them, and you realize these people are absolutely uninformed.
1: You know that makes me think of the anti-Trump crowd because they say exactly the same thing about you guys that you're the ones who are ill-informed
0: well you I, you talk to any trump supporter and they'll tell you that they, because they've had to have defend um why they believe in trump they're they're actually a lot more well-informed
1: Now, let's go back to chatting with Tasha Carradine, the radio show host from Toronto. In the beginning of this show, if you remember, she said Trump supporters in Canada are so used to having to defend themselves, it makes them more passionate. It hardens their resolve.
2: Yeah, I definitely think there's a piece of that as a circle the wagons mentality. And of course, that then reinforces the whole um you know I guess uh, the the whole notion that he's under siege and it creates a bond too it's like the the enemy of my enemy is my friend kind of thing so uh it, you know you feel like the, I think the supporters of Trump feel because so many people are against them that it's almost a bond with other people like that and right he's the
1: underdog
2: exactly it's it's a very strange thing considering you know his wealth and position that he's an underdog but that that plays to that sentiment, and I think that also explains why uh, they won't back down. I think, like I said earlier, that people who are no longer those supporters, um, who have backed down, probably weren't as passionate about it at the beginning. They may have looked at this and said when he was first elected, you know what, he's not going to be that bad. I mean, even myself, I was like, okay, give him a chance because you don't want to prejudge. Yes, he's done some, said some awful things. He's going to be president, though. How can he act that way when he's president? But he's kept going. And I think people who respect the office of president and politics in general have been turned off by that because they see it as sullying the very concept of elected office. And that undermines democracy in and of itself. We've got leaders who set the, the bar so low. What should the rest of us do? And that's really scary for me.
1: What do you think the future holds? Right now, it seems like there's so much vitriol between the left and the right, so much conflict. Do you think that we'll ever see civility in politics again?
5: Yeah, I'm not sure about that, bringing civility back to politics. I think it's going to take some sort of drastic event to kind of sober people up to being a little more reasonable. I'm not quite sure if we are too far gone just yet, but I don't see it happening in the near horizon.
1: Whether Canadians like it or not, Donald Trump is the president of the United States of America. But the world will have a better idea if Americans like his presidency. Come the midterm elections. This Is Why is produced by John O'Dowd and Nikki Reitmeyer. It's a national radio show and a podcast. So to re-listen to this episode or hear any past episodes, you can go online and subscribe for free to This Is Why. Then you can hear us anytime, anyplace on your schedule. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. Send us an email, Why at curiouscast.ca or or follow us on Twitter at ThisIsWhy. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.